Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at DDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins, where I currently reside here at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And as I pull right in here to the DDP Reagan Media Megaplex, I got the VIP spot right up front. I slam the door to my Ferrari. I walk upstairs. I walk up the first flight of stairs, hop in the elevator, ka-ting, 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 all the way to the middle of, middle of the floor. We didn't go all the way up because I'm getting out. I'm going, getting my crown fixed that I just broke while eating a Jolly Rancher. Got that done. Go back in the elevator, ka-ting, ka-ting, ka-ting. I stop for coffee on floor number 12. Get out, grab myself a little Starbucks, a little foam, a little bit, a little design, make a little heart in my foam, a little cream, make a nice little coffee, have a couple sips, maybe a little Splenda, maybe, maybe, maybe a little brown sugar, maybe a little bit of flavors, maybe, give it a little stir, hop back on the escalator, one, two, three, four, all the way up, but I forgot, I'm supposed to take the elevator, not the escalator, so down and all the way up to the top, of the tippy top, of the rooftop, of the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, and if I look... If I look to the great white north, I see the lines of heat and thunder and lightning and tornado warnings and storms flowing around the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, where my co-host lives. And in the middle of that storm, there's a passion. There's a, there's a quote fest going on. And the lightning bolts up to the sky, and I catch it with the tower of the DDP radio black and it explodes. And there is where the magic of DDP Radio is born. Crystal Stewart, is that magic? How are you, my friend? (laughs) I'm going to get wet by the looks of it. (laughs) It looks really stormy. Oh, man. I I hear you guys have quite the the weather up there tonight. So um, we'll we'll try to get through this best we can, and hopefully you'll stay with us this entire hour. Um, As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I had a little dental work done today. And um, I'm going to explain to you what happened. Um, the entire thing I'm going to blame on karma because I was talking about one of my one of my buddies needed a tooth implant and lost his front tooth, and I was making fun of him for about 20 minutes before this happened. And then I get off the phone for making fun of him for missing the front tooth, and I crunch down on a Jolly Rancher on one of those hard candies, <laughs> and I crack the crown and. 
100% karma was coming at me that night. So I'm not going to say I didn't deserve it, but I'm going to say it wasn't pleasant. But I'm all good. Luckily, my wife works at a dental office that got me in and got me all fixed up. And here we are ready to do some DDP radio. <laughs> Preferential treatment, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, uh, before we get to our guest and everything, I, I got I to gotta bring this up because apparently uh, it was a Canadian national holiday yesterday, and that being the birth of the one and only Canadian quote master, Crystal Stewart. Happy birthday, kiddo. Thank you so much. I'm 23 again. Who knew? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel, I mentally feel 23 and physically feel 123. So I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> um, oh. let me, but happy birthday. I just wanted to formally say that. I know that you had a lot of people reaching out and got a lot of love yesterday and, uh, you deserve yeah. it because you are such a crucial member of this community and company, and we all wish you the best day ever yesterday and forever. Aww. But Thank um, you so that, much. Oh, you're welcome. That being said, I got to check. Um, we didn't have our guest available yet. Let me look because if we're, if he's not here, it's the only thing I've planned for. So it's if uh, he doesn't show up, I'm going to have to basically do my entire stand-up act, which I haven't done stand-up since, like, 2005. So there's going to be a lot of VH1 celeb reality references and stuff like that. God help us. God. <laughs> but I think we have um, – yep, here we go. I think we have him, Dave Taylor, on the line. Let me um, cue him up. And, uh, Crystal, as always, you work yep. very hard to get the schedule together. You've got us booked into – Oblivion, basically. You've got us booked here from here on out. We're going to have some great shows coming up. But uh, I know you work especially hard to get some of these recent shows together. Um, and uh, without yeah. any further ado, I would love for you to take the reins and introduce our guest for today. Sure. Yeah. So tonight, our Warrior of the Week is David Taylor. So... Um, when you're trying to rebuild your life and you find yourself on the DDPY doorstep, wow, it's um, it's got to be pretty daunting, <laughs> especially, you know, if you've never been here before or experienced the whole gang of us that, you know, reside here. Um, there are a lot of reasons people find their way here um, for all the people that come here. Um they find out that we're a different kind of monkey here. And more importantly, we all try and help you find your way back to you, which is, you know, really crucial because a lot of people that find their way here are lost or they've lost something or a piece of themselves. So tonight's warrior, like I said, is David Taylor and we welcome him and to the show, and we can't—I can't wait for this conversation. It's going to be a good one. So please welcome my friend David Taylor. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hi, David. Hey, what's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. I only got about a good five minutes of that storm. So hopefully, you guys—hopefully, Crystal, you don't get too much of it. So. Oh, it looks pretty ominous. Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, you got! Uh, I tell, I tell you, I tell you, from Peely, on Peely Island, it just looked like it was going to roar in, destroy us, but it literally did another one of those splits like that last storm. We just watched it fly right by within thirty, like five, not even five minutes. 
Yeah, this it's been banging around for, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes or so now. And, you know, it's been so hot and humid. And, yeah, so now we've upgraded to tornado warnings. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's all all sizzle, no steak usually. So it should be interesting. It should be interesting. Well, well Crystal, if that storm comes and grabs you, make sure you wave on the way by in the Wizard of Oz style. <laughs> I will. I will for sure. Oh, well, Dave, thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. No, thanks very much for having me. It was a shame that I couldn't make it on the last time, but, you know, our schedule is finally aligned. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, I I know that we had you rescheduled. I can't remember the circumstances. I think I think it was something uh, with me, I believe, but we had to reschedule no, a few actually, people. No, actually, it, it was me, actually, because I just did a recent move at, right. within that week to Peely Island, and... Oh. My cell phone provider, good old Rogers, told me that they worked out here and they lied. <laughs> so oh, I literally no, had no cell good, service for like a week and a half until I could get back to the mainland. So, uh, well, my um, my default mode is usually taking blame for it because I assume that if something's gone wrong, it's typically <laughs> probably my fault. <laughs> nope, this time you're free and clear. <laughs> yeah, so you're over. Blame Mike for everything. So you're over in Prince Edward Island. No, I'm in uh, Peely Island. Just it's a little oh, okay. island just in the middle of Lake uh, Lake Erie. Lake Erie. Well, we appreciate you coming on, um, and uh, we, you know we do the Warrior of the Week here every week, and we usually take it as a as it comes. We just you know get conversational on the air, get to know each other. But we only have one standard question, and that's how we start out every episode of DDP Radio with the Warrior of the Week is. Every great warrior needs an origin story. What got Dave Taylor to take that leap? Where were you at? What were the circumstances that you thought you might need some DDPY in your life? Well, um, I'm not going to actually lie. Um, so basically, in order to understand what happened to me, pretty much you have to understand where I come from. So I've been a professional chef for over 20 years now, and a lot of people think that it's just – you're cooking a meal and you're sending it out. But what people don't realize is what happens behind closed doors uh, outside of the kitchen. Um, there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of substance abuse, alcoholism, you name it. There's a lot of it. And for the longest time, I actually fell into it. Um, I have a very addictive personality. So originally when I was uh, back in the day, party. I always always partied up with my friends, constantly drinking. And then it moved to, uh, I ended up blowing out my quadriceps while I was at work one day, just completely severed the muscle from the bone. So during oh. the nine months of rehab, I was put on Oxycontins. And for the longest time, I was actually stuck on them. I was very dependent on them, uh, dependent on the Oxys. I, my brain would always tell me, Every time I felt a slight bit of pain, take them, take them, take them. And next thing I know, it's like a month's supply, gone in a week. Uh, the lifestyle destroyed one marriage. I thought I got it under control. Under control. Met my current wife. Uh, we got married ten, about eight years, no problem. And then, bam, 2020 hit. COVID. We all love those stories because we all know what COVID did to the world. It was the, April was the month that the earth stood still mm-hmm. and yep. that I ended up uh, 
I mean, since being in the hospitality sector, I lost my job. My business is all shut down. I ended up finding a new addiction and didn't even realize it. It ended up being food. Um, next thing I knew, I stepped on a scale because my wife was telling me I might want to start taking a little bit better care of myself. I look at the numbers and I am just two pounds shy of 400 pounds. I look at myself in the mirror and that time didn't really care. And one day going up the flight of stairs, I was having a really hard time uh, breathing. It's literally 15 steps up a set of stairs and I can barely do it. I look back and there's the sudden look of disappointment in my wife's eyes, or at least I thought it was disappointment. She was just upset with the way I was treating myself. And I just uh, start sitting down one day and I ask her, I'm like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to lose weight. I can barely walk. I can barely do anything anymore. And my wife, uh, Anne-Marie, she used to be in the independent wrestling scene. Her and her brother owned a little small uh, indie company just out in uh, Tilsenburg. And she's like, why don't you give DDP yoga a try? It works for some of my friends. And I'm, just like every other guy, I'm a big macho dude. I'm like, I ain't doing no goddamn yoga. Are you freaking nuts? <laughs> and she's like, no, seriously, just go look it up. Look it up. So I'm like, whatever. Sitting out back you know, about a week or so later, and then all of a sudden, I'm just browsing through YouTube, and then I see, and what most people think, they're going to think I'm going to see the Arthur Borman story, but no, it was Candy Stories, who was the first one I saw. And oh. I watched her video and how, you know, she was battling through the mental depression and basically her story. And it really moved me. I'm like, wow. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check out some of the other success stories, see what happens. So I popped onto Arthur's. Wasn't the first time I saw it, but then it, just that one time it hit me. Then I went to Vance. It hit me. And then I just started watching every single one. And I'm like, Man, if these people can do it, what the hell am I doing? So I look at my wife, and we have this little rule. If you're going to spend over 100 bucks, you know, let the other person know. So I go to my wife. I'm like, I already spent it. Don't yell at me, but I subscribed for the one-year subscription of DDPY. She's like, DDPY? I'm like, the DDP yoga you told me to go through. So she's like, okay, yeah. Back of her mind, she was always telling me, it's like, I, you're never going to do it. You're going to do it for two weeks, and then you're going to give it up just like, you know, the five gym memberships that I bought in the past when I said I was going to do something. I went for a week, and I was like, nope, don't want to do it anymore. Just let it go and go until I ended up canceling it. But uh, I'm in the back of my mind, is like, okay, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, I'm going to stick to this one. I know I have a crappy track record. And basically after that, it's like, I decided I'm like, all right, you know what? Got through the first one energy. Didn't like it. <laughs> Sweating, swearing <laughs> as we all mostly do. <laughs> and first thing I say in my mind is like, fuck, I'm not doing this again. Like, no, this is full. I don't want to do this. This is too painful. It hurts. I'm too tired after this. And then I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I already spent the, what was it, about the 150 bucks after, you know, we switched it over to the U.S. rates and everything. I'm like, I spent it, and I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like to waste money. If I buy something, well, I'm going to do it again. So tried it again. Still didn't like it. But I, <laughs> not, but I didn't hate it as much. And then I tried it again. 
And then again, and then I started getting the feel for it. I'm like, you know what? My knees don't hurt. My back's not as sore. Maybe there's something actually going on here. And then I stepped on the scale and at 10 pounds gone, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what? No way. (laughs) So after that, it's like I ended up just adapting and with my addictive personality, I started to develop a love for it. And then I, instead of focusing on, you know, the burning desire for anything, like whether it's, you know, if I want a drink or if, you know, my back's hurting, I'm going right to the leave. It was a total opposite as I became addicted to DDPY. And ever since then, it's just been one day after an, one day after another, trying a different workout, different routine, whether it's sticking with, you know, the prescribed program, moving on to the added videos. For Like, for example, I had a long time, what was it, about six months where every morning I was waking up and doing Roman Rizal's morning workouts because I used to be in the military back in the day and I just loved his style. It was a little bit different. If I needed a break from Dallas yelling at me, well, not yelling, but you know how it is. <laughs> Basically kicking yeah, my ass through the television, I decided to go over to his. <laughs> and then regretted afterwards, like, Dallas is nicer. <laughs> but, no, I ended up after, um, after that, it's just that became my new addiction. Uh, um, all throughout COVID, I, was, I couldn't get back to work because, well, Crystal, you know, Ontario, we got the short end of the stick on everything. We were open for two weeks, closed for a month, open for a day. Yep. Nope, sorry, you guys are closed yep. for the rest of the year. So I said, screw it. I took the entire year and a half that we were shut down, locked down, doing all this stupid junk and said, I have, I'm going to change my life. Next thing I knew, I'm over 200 pounds down. I got my drive back. Like I told, I'm a completely different person. My family's saying I'm the person that I used to be. And what happened? What made the change? And I'm sitting there, I'm simple, simple as like, DDP yoga is what changed me. The community, um, the friends that I've made through there, uh, through this program, it's just been absolutely life-changing. Wow. So, David, I have a question for you, and yeah. I don't know if it's going to, you know, make sense or not, but what's the difference between um, loving something and building a habit to being addicted to something? What What's the difference? For me, um, in my mindset, if I'm addicted to something, I can't live without it. Right. And when it, like, whether it was when I, when I had alcohol problems, I couldn't live without having a drink after, like after a stressful situation or after I blew my knee out or sorry, not blew my knee, tore my quad. I couldn't live without, you know, something to get rid of the pain. Now for me, right. like, the addiction that I have with DDPY, it's I can't live without it. If I don't have a, if I don't get a workout in me, I'm a cranky DSOB. <laughs> it changes my mood set. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The last three weeks for me up here, I barely got much time in, and unfortunately, my staff and my wife kind of suffered my crankiness. But now that my busy bits lighten up, it's like, give me my drug, give me my drug, give me my DDPY. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's amazing, man. You know. 
I've heard, you know, first of all, I've, I've been in the, the radio business, the music business, um, and, you know, everywhere in between. And I've never seen a more partying atmosphere or people getting sucked into that kind of world than I have, like, chefs and, and restaurant workers. And that they party hard. So I totally see – I've seen it with, like, friends of mine and people I know. That's a crazy world you get sucked into. And uh, I can definitely it see is. where you can go really down that – uh, you know, absolutely, man. I've seen it firsthand, but um, to, good for you, man. Those pills, I've seen some people, I've seen, you know, those pills are indiscriminatory. I've seen people that I thought were the most in control, have their shit together than anyone I've ever seen, and, and they get sucked into that world. And it gets its hooks in it deep. And good for you, man, because that is not an easy thing to pull yourself out of. Congratulations. No, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it, it is an easy life to get sucked into because, you know, most of us, we don't see the light of day. We only see the nightlife and the only interact, like the only friends and family that we really have is our coworkers. So I, it's really easy to get sucked into that lifestyle and it's very hard to get out of it. Like um, where I'm at now, it's, we're a seasonal operation. It's basically, it's a vacation spot. My staff, they're out partying every single night. I get the invites every single night, but my wife and I just love. He's like, no, we'll let the kids have fun, but you guys be responsible. <laughs> yeah. Try to pass on, a, try to pass well, on a little knowledge, knowledge onto them. It's like they come in, as they're coming in massively hungover the next day. I look at them like, is it worth it? What's more, like, with like, because I got a couple of apprenticing uh, chefs with me. I'm like, what's more important, the party lifestyle, the five minutes of fun, or buckling down? You know, you can still go out and have some fun, but. You know, focusing on the focusing on your future. Every single day, there's a new quote. Um, nine nine times out of the ten, there's something from DDP, uh, DDPY sitting on my whiteboard for them. And at the very bottom, it always now says, "Work ethic equals dreams." And these guys are seeing it, and they're actually changing their aspects on what they do now. They are not partying as much. They see these little quotes, and they're telling me, "Like, no, this is." everything I read here, where are you getting this stuff from? Cause it's helping me out immensely. And then I just look at him. I'm like, it's from my program. I'm on. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. And it's great that you can set an example too. That's, that's pretty cool that you've gotten yourself into a role where they start looking up to you and then you actually have a uh, worthwhile knowledge to pass down too. So that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Actually. So when, when you started, uh, you know, when you started to originally start doing it and, um, I love that your, you know, your wife challenged you and threw that out there because I've been in that place too. Like it's a hard place for a, a spouse to be, to love someone so much and you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to tell them that they're failing you and they're failing their own health. It's a hard place to be. But the fact that she threw it out there is a more loving gesture than just ignoring it. And sometimes you need someone in your corner that's willing to throw that information out there instead of just, you know, telling you what you want to hear all the time. That's real true love. And I have to agree with you 100%. I'm not going to lie. I would not have stuck with it if it wasn't for her. Two months after I got into it, she jumped into it, and she's had amazing Yay. progress herself. Um, I have to listen to her bitch and complain now that, Mike, I just bought these clothes, and they're already too big for me. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, that's oh, that's God, a good problem to have. And I'm like, I'm like, thank God that's a great thing to have because uh, I don't want to hear what it's going to be like the other way. <laughs> Right. No, that that's a great problem to have. And I have people who similarly say like, oh, I lost a bunch of weight, but I have all this loose skin. I'm like, loose skin and healthy is better than full skin and unhealthy. 
I agree right. 100%. I got lucky without the loose skin, but uh, no, loose skin and healthy is the best way to, I keep telling people. I've got a few friends that are on the program as well, and one of them, he's been asking me, how did I not, uh, we were about roughly about the same size, and he wanted to know, how did I not get the belly tongue? <laughs> and I just looked at him like, I don't know, we're just two different people, but you know what? Why are you complaining? Are you healthy? He's like, yeah, I've never felt better. I'm like, then who cares, you know? Not a big deal. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I mean that, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool, man. And obviously, you're you feel like a different person. Your quality of life has to be better. Now, besides the weight itself, what are aspects of your life that you realize are happier or healthier or little things that people don't think of that changed well, because of your weight loss and healthy lifestyle? Well, for me, I'd actually have to say it's my complete mental state. Um, before I got onto this program and be- before I, uh, anything here, I was the most miserable person on earth. I hated my job. I hated my life. I hated the way everything was going because nothing was going right. Everybody around me was miserable just because of my attitude. It was horrible. I didn't even see it. And when people brought it to my attention, I was just like, whatever, you you're just, being a, you're just being a whiner. Who the hell cares? But lately, people, I, I reconnected with friends who I haven't talked to in the longest time because they've heard that I've completely changed. Um, I'm a lot nicer. I'm easily more approachable. I'm always in a positive mindset. I, I'm going to use for an example, we had the biggest blunder at work yesterday. Like I mentioned to Crystal um, that I was a little busy with a uh, state dinner for tonight. Uh, that what yep. happened was they screwed up the date. It was supposed to be next week. At least that's what they constantly told us. And then we found out about well, 3 o'clock yesterday that it was today, and I had nothing. And I live on the middle of an island where I've got two ferries a day coming in. <laughs> so... That was a definite living life at a 90% moment because instead of freaking out, losing my mind and everything like that, my wife, uh, Anna Marie, she looks at me. She's like, okay, focus. I'm like, yep. And she's like, let's do it. So within two hours, like, we arranged everything, got everything on the boat, got everything done out today on time. And we basically said, oh, you guys, we must have just accidentally put the wrong date on the invoice. Sorry. Whoops. (laughs) But normally I would, lose, I would lose my mind before that. I would be like ready to quit my job. I would just done, finished. Uh, but yesterday was completely different. It was like, okay, got to get this done, got to get this done, got to get this done. Finished last night. Going today, got this done, got this done. Finished 20 minutes early. And then we find out, oh, my God, it's now going to be an hour later. So instead of losing my cool, it's like, okay, here's your backup plan. Get it out, done, finished go home super happy she asked how my day is and i'm like well we did it <laughs> no problems and i'm not mad <laughs> i mean it just I mean, goes to prove that any attitude worth catching is a good one so you know good for you on learning how to adapt on the fly that's it's really important no it is and i'm not going to lie there's a lot of people in the uh, in the program that have helped me with that like Scott French, he's been one of my and Rob Ramsey, yep. those two have been my bi- one of my biggest supporters. They've always been, you know, checking in, help help me out. And then if it wasn't for them forcing the attitude of gratitude challenge down my throat a couple times, 
I don't <laughs> think I'd be where I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. Like you know, attitude wise, my my belief in the in gratitude and everything. I wouldn't be where I'm at now if it wasn't for those two. That's for sure. Because them shoving that down my throat, pushing me to do it every single day, it was an eye opener for me. It just got me to see, okay, you know, what am I actually grateful for? And with gratefulness in my life, I'm a lot happier. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to like, you know, stay cool in the moment. And I'm I'm a pretty laid back guy and I don't let a lot of things get to me. And that's one of my only good qualities. <laughs> that's so <laughs> I always, I always said to people, like I have a lot of friends who have like those moments of freaking out and Kate, my wife, Katie and I were talking about it earlier when people are just losing their mind in traffic and they're racing to bolt around you just to get like two inches ahead of you in the next light and I'm like, look at that person. They've been next to us the whole time, weaving in and out of traffic, and they end up right next to us. First of all, it doesn't help you any. It doesn't make things run smoother. In fact, it's actually negative. It makes things more complicated. It makes you more flustered. You're not happier because of it. Things aren't better because of it. And then you're just hearts racing the whole day. Your teeth are clenching. You're miserable. You're stressed. I always live by that code of, like, control what you can, but otherwise – getting freaked out about variables you have no control over is counterproductive to the problem and for your own well-being. And I think it's something that in modern times, it's a lot of people have these moments where of just rage and anger and chaos around situations that they cannot do anything about. So if you control what you can and then just try to deal with the, best, the rest best you can, it, it impacts your own health more than anything else. No, you're absolutely right. I agree 100% with you on that. Yeah, and we have a saying here in Canada, and it can be found when you're driving down the 401 on almost yeah, at least one car every Don't be an asshole. Nope, <laughs> right? That's, that's like every I, two seconds in Toronto. <laughs> right? I mean, it just it goes to prove the whole theory of, you know, you when you spin a gear about whatever it is in front of you, you're having a crappy day. What you're doing essentially is thinking your own ship and you're taking everybody down with you. And I mean, it's just, Oh God, it's so deflating. We all have hard times, especially the last couple of years. It's been really important to be kind because everybody needs that. Absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Don't that's, be an that's the key to it. Hey. <laughs> Not you, but, you know, just I'm in just general. <laughs> no, I've, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum, though, is I drive like an old lady. Like, my wife is like, there's a difference between being chill and being Nana over here, because I'm going four miles Part of it's oh just to my. enjoy. I enjoy the anger other people trying to drive past me and around me. That's entertains me, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> right. So that's awesome, though. That you know, your wife has been joining the program, and nothing. Having somebody in the fight with you is such a boost to the success rate of this program, and it's pretty awesome that your wife saw you flourishing with it, and then decided to join you in your uh, in your journey. Hey, yeah, no, honestly, it's been a great time um you know just watching her like uh, her progress in the uh program has just been fueling me it's like okay she's i'm seeing the results right here in front of me so there's no reason why i shouldn't be continuing with this 
I made a promise to her that I would keep up with it. I would just keep going and going. And she told me one year, all I asked for is one year. Well, we're at a year and a half now and I'm still going. <laughs> um, David, I had a question come in and because you're a chef, um, yep. how much has your food changed while so, doing the program? So the, fu- the funny thing is I started off with the program, like with the, uh, the dietary program that we have on DDPY and it was a little too pricey for what I could afford at the time because we were in the middle of inflation. So I tried a little bit of a different route. I would cut back my portion sizes because I used to eat a ton. Like I'm right. Even where I'm at right now, like the, the current weight I'm at right now, I'm still a big guy. Like I've just built big. And so I gave up making my own meals. I looked at Anna Marie. I'm like, I hate to ask this of you, but you brought it up in the past. Will you plate my dinners for me? And this is what I have there. That way I'm not taking that extra chicken breast or those extra two biscuits. <clears throat> what I have is what I have. And she would, she would help me out that way. So I would cut my portion sizes down and then I would cut back, you know, all fried, all fried foods. Uh, if we get takeout, it's literally it's Subway, and I'm getting a turkey sandwich or something that's be- better for me than my double decker cold cut combo with like literally every single thing in it, <laughs> plus the kitchen sink. Um, at work now, I usually t- I'll, I'll eat the once in a blue moon my little cheat meal to reward myself, you know, after a week's worth of hard work. But I tend now to watch what I eat. I eat regularly now instead of you know 6 a.m and then <clears throat> some form of takeout at 10 30 11 o'clock at night uh from some bar where it's all deep fried fat fried foods i eat a most of my meals now consist of like three quarters vegetables and a little bit of protein uh i don't let the you know the thought of hey i've got all this food around me anymore get to me. It's just, I look at it like, I got two choices. Do I want to continue to where I'm going or do I just want to stop and become the person I was before? I, when I ask myself that, it's like, I don't want to be the person I was before. I hated that guy. That guy was an asshole. (laughs) So it's like, you know what? Snack time. I got a bowl of French fries. Eh, Hey, look, cucumbers. I'm eating these. (laughs) Yeah. I had someone. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, go. You go. I promise. I was going to. No, I was just. I was just going to say. I had someone stop me in the grocery store. I was wearing a DDP shirt, and they said, "What is your biggest nutritional advice?" And I said, "You know what? I I find personally, just for me, it's not even reflective of the program. But for me personally, I really had to make a shift from." Um, fake food or foods that were um, disguised as food, but they weren't really food. Exactly. Franken foods, right? When you step away and you realize, okay, wait a minute, this is a green pepper. What can I do with a green pepper? And as soon as, you know, you start to experiment and you, you give yourself the opportunity to like something or to try something, I mean, it's amazing what can happen. It is. You know, it's uh, 
a lot of people have uh, been asking me the same thing. Like uh, every time I go into Windsor, being a border town, DDPY is very well known yeah. in Windsor. I get stopped. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're on you're on DDP's program. I love that you're doing that yoga stuff, right? What's the secret? And I'm like, care of yourself. Stop putting junk in your body. Eat real food. Exercise regularly. Just it's very very simple. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot yeah. of friends who called my bullshit. It's like, no man, you didn't fucking you didn't lose all this weight through that. I'm like, dude, give it a try. Give the program a try. Me being a bit of open up front and blunt, I would actually say, bro, you look like you could use it. <laughs> you're huffing and right. puffing, you're hating everything and everything. Um, and I'd have to say, I about eighty percent of the people that I've recommended the program to have started it and then apologized to me in the future for saying, man, you're full of shit because I can't keep my pants up. <laughs> um, David, I have a question for you. Did you realize how bad you felt until you started to feel good? I honestly did not have a clue. Like, I, I was miserable. I knew I was miserable. I was on antidepressants. <clears throat> but I didn't truly know how I felt until I started losing the weight, exercising regularly. Like, putting the, what I put in my body now, it's, it does make a huge change because I'm not going to lie. I caved a couple of weeks ago and went to the bar next door, and I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, ooh, chili cheese fries. I haven't had those in forever. Yeah. Down a free down those things. Not only did I hate uh, feel the gut rot, oh, the gut rot about half an hour later. I really truly just did not feel good with myself for what I ate. I actually felt a little bit down, a little bit and a little bit miserable. And it wasn't out of guilt. It was it's just a natural born feeling I had from after what I ate. So when Dallas says it's it's not just the workouts, it's what you put in your body. It, uh, he's yep. absolutely right. He's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, I bet you never realized chili cheese fries have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was going to make a joke back then, but it's way dated now because we've moved on three times since that tru- uh, subject. But I'm going to say it anyways because I, I got to get it out of my system. So as a chef, <laughs> how does one prepare the kitchen sink? <laughs> <laughs> well, we literally rip it out of the wall. You know, there put you the go. On it, deep fry it, and throw it in the middle of your plate. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's better than my mother-in-law's cooking. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh hope she's not listening. Nah. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just kidding. She's she's good. <laughs> oh. No, you said something back there. Um, I was I've watched this several times, but there's a documentary by about a guy named Bob Forrest, who's a an LA musician. He was in the band. Um, Thelonious monster, and um, he he was he got um, he, he rehab and he's become like a drug rehab counselor. And listen to the way he talks about rehab is I, you know I hear food and my problems with food whenever he talks about it. And one thing he said, which he kind of uh, iterated there, just uh, made me think of it, was you know when you're on drugs or when you're on food or whatever is your is your vice. You feel terrible, you know, with drugs, you've, your family's probably abandoned you, your friends all, you know, all your friendships have gone away because you're so miserable to deal with. And with food, you're, you're eating, you feel terrible, you're out of breath, you think you're dying all the time, you can't do anything you used to. And the key is, is addicts fight to stay that way. Like, they actively try to maintain that lifestyle. Like, I just need more drugs, I need more food, I... And if you think about how hard things are and then the fact how, far, how much you're fighting to keep things hard for you, 
It's kind of amazing. And once you finally take that leap and finally start turning things around and you quit the oxy and then you quit, you know, eating and, and, and abusing your body with food and you realize, man, I feel so good. Why was I fighting this off for so long? And it's a weird dynamic that Adams addicts have. You're actively trying to continue to sabotage yourself to feel terrible. You're absolutely right. You know what? I still ask myself that every single day. Why did I do this to myself back then? I feel so, I love myself now. I feel so much better. Like I spent so long putting all that, uh, all the poison into my body just to make myself think I felt good. But at the end of the day, I hated everything. Now it's pretty much the complete opposite. It's, you know, if I'm having my little, like, a carrot or something for a snack and whatnot, I'm, I don't feel guilty. At the end of the day, I could have the most stressful day on the face of this earth, and I can come home and be like, yeah, today sucked, but, oh, well, what are you going to do? Tomorrow's another day. Whereas before, it would be come home, yell, scream, piss everybody off, my wife's upset, I'm upset because I've upset her, and then it's you know, fight after fight after fight. And I'm just grateful now that we've both been able to find ways to change, well, change my life for the better. <laughs> and real quick, uh, question so, real quick to, to follow up. I, I, um, oh, shoot, I just lost it. <laughs> oh, um, but, you know, when you're doing, when you're living that way, nothing that anyone can tell you. It really isn't. You probably told a thousand times you get to get off the pills, you get to get your life in order. It's something that unfortunately you can't hear. You have to experience. And once you get on exactly. that, it's a it's it's a game changer. But it, unfortunately, people can tell you a thousand times, and until you're ready to try and experience how life can be, it's something that's gonna you know unfortunately be evasive. No, you're absolutely right. You know what? And you have to hit rock bottom before you even realize that you need to make the changes. And when COVID hit and I literally lost everything that was in my life uh, that I thought was important to me, like my job, everything, that's pretty much my life, my livelihood, my ability to do anything. I, that's when I realized that it was like, I got to change my life. Like I did, I had no clue what I was going to do. I had no path, no nothing. Uh, I'm usually a man with a plan, but I ended up abandoning that way of life a few years ago. And I just, when I hit absolute rock bottom, my wife, she was there to pick me up and dust me off and help me get to where I need to be. And now I realize, you know, everything everybody told me back uh, in the day, get off the drugs, get off the booze, get your life in order. They were absolutely right. And I didn't see it until, you know, I started making those changes and I started living my life in a more positive way. And I wish, I wish I had a time machine to go back and tell myself, you know, change the ways. Mm. But at the same point in time, I'm really glad I don't because we learn from our failures. And through everything that I put my work, uh, all this work that I put myself into, I've always thought the world was against me. Something like, you know, the higher powers to be were always there to screw me. But no, it was myself. And now after all this hard work, after the last year and a half of fighting to change who I am, both physically and mentally, the man's absolutely right. When he says work ethic equals dreams, he's absolutely right. Because my dream in life was to have my own restaurant, to live on an island, and to, have, uh, to live on the beach. What's going on right now is I live on an island. 
I, my house is right on the beach. I, every morning I sit back and look at the water. And after the end of this year with my contract, I own part of this restaurant. So literally work ethics equals dreams. The man is 100% right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I do have a question. Um, I was just wondering, David, what would um, new David tell old David? Pardon? What would new David tell old David? Yep. Uh, New David would probably, I am the biggest movie buff you would ever meet. I am honestly the biggest loser like that. So honestly, I would quote, (laughs) Yoda, 100%. Uh, two things. I would either say do or do not. There is or no fucking try. Nope. And um, the other one, honestly, it would be, it's one actually one of my favorite quotes on earth, and it's Scott Hall's Hall of Fame moment. Hard work pays off. Yep. Dreams, they do come true. Bad times, they don't last, but the bad guys do. Well, I used to be the bad. I used to be the baddest mother in the kitchen back in the day. Nobody could touch my shit. I fell down. I picked myself back up. And you know what? The ba- uh, the way I see it, I like to con- consider myself still one of the baddest people in the kitchen. Nobody can touch my stuff now. Um, I've got my life back. My dreams have come true. And it's just now time to put in the work to keep those dreams and not you know, screwed up again because it's very easy to slip and go back to your old ways. Yeah. Very easy, especially for me, because like I said, I had, I have, uh, honestly, I still do because I have to fight it every day. I still have that food addiction, but I'm able to actually be around. There's literally everything in that kitchen. Most of my menu now it's, I do, I don't bring in processed stuff except for the stuff that goes in the deep fryer, the stuff I don't want to eat. Uh, everything's now homemade, fresh scratch. So, you know, I'm trying to take what I've learned and, you know, give it to the pe- uh, give it to people that are coming into my restaurant. You know, they're all expecting deep fat fried food, and no, I'm not going to give that to you. I put that crap in my body. Why am I going to back in the day? Why am I going to you know poison you guys here? Have some fresh stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud yeah, of you. That's amazing. Uh, before we get uh, get going here in a few minutes, uh, uh, what's your wife's name? Uh, she gets she needs a my little wife. bit of credit too. I want to I want to give her a little bit. Of <laughs> my wife's name's Anna Marie, over here. and she. My wife's name's Anna Marie, and she doesn't need a little bit of credit. She's needs like 110% of every of the credit that, for everything that has ha- uh, happened to me. I honestly wouldn't oh. be where I am today if it wasn't for her. wasn't for her recommending this program with me, kicking my ass every single day to do it. Like she's still this very day. If I like on the last couple of weeks, I, I'm straight out of admitting I've been very, very lackadaisical on my workouts, and she gave me shit yesterday for it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> gave me shit. <laughs> and well, hell yeah. Unfortunately, I, was, I looked at her this morning. I'm like, okay, you yelled at me yesterday. Today, I can't do it, but I promise you, tomorrow, I'm on that mat. And she's like, I know you can't do it today because you got to get your ass into work so I can freaking bake these four cakes that we're all screwed on. <laughs> but Way oh, to every go, day, sorry. yeah, every day <laughs> she's on. She's making sure if I've got a French fry in my hand, she slaps it out of my hand. She's like, no, you don't <laughs> want that. Girl. She says, you stick the carrot in my hand. She's like, you want this? Yes, dear. <laughs> Oh, that, that's <laughs> thank you so much, Henry. That's awesome. It's awesome to have a partner in crime and uh, to work with you through this. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and also, uh, real quick, uh, do you want to leave it off the air, or do you do you mind? Do you, do you want to plug your restaurant that you work at? You want to 
give it a give oh, a no, little I've shout. Oh no, I got no problems doing that. So anybody over in Sandusky or in the Ohio area, Stonehouse 1880, 1891, we're on a quick little ferry ride. It's a half an hour. Come visit. Come say hi. <laughs> That's all. Uh, now, uh, whenever I that definitely go see that. That sounds like a great restaurant, and and it's near Sandusky, which the the home of Callahan Auto, if you will. <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot just, all about Callahan Auto. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, the, the Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot boy. all about that. Oh, now I feel like a complete <laughs> failure in the movie department here because Tommy Boy is one of my favorite movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I've, I, I made so much money off of The Ghost of Chris Farley. I, I was a dead ringer back when I was doing comedy and radio, and I used to get hired out doing the Matt Foley shtick. So I ripped that guy off for so much money that I feel like I should give a plug to, to Callahan Auto to make good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. But no, it was it was so good to talk to you, man. It was a pleasure to hear your story, and I'm so happy to hear things are going well for you and, and your your wife and, and the restaurant. And it seems like uh, you went through some some dark shit, some dark times, but. Uh, like you said, bad times don't last, bad guys do, and it seems like you're turning things around and the future's looking bright. So bright, you gotta wear shades. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I was just about to say, I was about, you beat me to it, I was like, yep, the future's so bright, I gotta wear the shades. <laughs> but, uh, absolutely, congratulations, man, I'm really happy for you guys. No, thank you very much. And, uh, before we wrap things up, uh, you're gonna have to come back and give us an update, uh, somewhere down the line, uh, we'll, we'll get you back for, uh, for a follow-up and see how things are going and check in and all that fun stuff and, uh, uh awesome show and I an appreciate honor. you. It would be an honor. I can't wait for that day. Awesome. All right. And, uh, what, for, before we, uh, we start winding things down, uh, you, you know, you've come a long way, you've, you've, you've gotten a lot of progress in, in your life, but is there anything in the next few months, few years, any goal that particularly interests you, whether it be a position, you know, nailing a, a move, a DDPY position, whether it be a weight loss goal, a personal goal, a, a, a job, a business goal, anything in particular that you are oh, just shooting I've for got right that now? One, I've got that one DDPY goal, and I'm still working on it every single day, and it is my – I'm going to make it my bitch, and that's that stupid black crow. <laughs> Black crow. I want to yeah. get. I want to successfully do a black crow without falling on my ass. <laughs> I, I I plug this video a lot, um, only because so many big people. You know, I was one of those big guys. Um, still am, but a lot less big. <laughs> but um, I, I was one of those people that that really was trying to do a black crow, and I put out a video a while ago. Um, it's my most successful video I've ever put out on my YouTube channel where I teach you people how to do the big guy black crow. And it's a little bit of a different method, a little bit of a hack that everyone who's like a little bigger always swears by and says it kind of got them over that hump. So uh, I'll send that over to you, but you should check it out because it's a really great method for guys that are, are bigger to really, uh, to nail that easier yeah, than just like the traditional definitely elbow. Send that to me. Definitely send that to me because honestly, Mike, I want to be, by the end of this year, successfully doing a Black Crow. I said that last year. I didn't hit that goal. I hit every other goal I wanted to hit except for that Black Crow. It's the one thing that it's my, it's my holy grail to find. <laughs> awesome. Well, Crystal, if I send that over to you, maybe you can throw it up on the DDPY page because I've promised that to a few people sure. lately, and maybe that might be a good resource. But awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Squire Dave Taylor. I, I couldn't help myself. Uh, 
it's a wrestling reference. Um, but Dave, Taylor, thank you so much <laughs> for uh, for no, coming on with us. We appreciate you. And thank we you look very much for having, having me. Back. Oh, it was an honor. Yeah. I look forward to coming back. And Crystal, happy awesome. belated and birthday. I didn't get a chance to post that yesterday. <laughs> thank you so yeah. very much. Well, it's a Canadian holiday, so hopefully you had the day off yesterday. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're not. Are you technically in Canada or in the States? I'm te- in Canada still. Okay. Canada. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, Crystal, are you still intact? Or yes. are you flying halfway across the country right now? No, no, I'm intact. I'm not flying. <laughs> All right. She just went from black and white to color, so that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. All right. Well, right? without any further ado, <laughs> Crystal, I know that you probably yeah. have no power. You probably are in the dark and because of the storm. And I need you to do me a favor and light one of those old-timey candles on a stick and then go downstairs to the basement and retrieve us a quote for tonight <laughs> because we need the Canadian quote master to come in big and come through for us and uh, knock us out into next week with a quote that will knock our socks off. Sure. So this week, um, I found this and it hit home. So I can't take credit for it. Apparently, this is a Mike Mullins thing. So there you go. Success requires replacement. Alcohol with water, failing with learning, overthinking with action, blame with responsibility, toxic friends with mentors, complaining with gratitude, Netflix marathons with sleep, fake influencers, influencers with inspiring creators, and the biggest thing, replacing I can't with I can. And most of all, replacing Josh McAdoo with Michael Mullins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a great one, Crystal. You always come through for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. You should throw that one up on the Facebook page too. I like that one. All right. Sure. Well, we are out. I can't believe the hour, uh, the hour flew by. We appreciate Dave for being on with us. We appreciate you, Crystal, for uh, for uh, surviving the storm and coming through for us here. Yeah. And uh, we will be back with another episode DDP Radio Live from right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, and the mountain on top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario. And until next week, we're shutting it down, but that doesn't mean we're shutting it down. That means you're going to shut down for tonight, and you're going to come up, and you're going to have the power and the energy and the, the fight in you to fight another day and kick some ass. And we'll see you back next time with another episode of DDP Radio. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great week, and own your life. This is Brian, our presentation of Blog Talk Radio. And DDP. <laughs> today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! Into the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a Talk Radio. See, I told you.